Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Martin L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. Today's message is part one of the final message in the Spring Forward series. Bishop Clark uses the third chapter of 2 Timothy, verse 16 and 17, to paint the backdrop for part one of today's message, Recharge the Kingdom Effort. Well, last week I shared with you some things about the church that uh, there's some similarities between Old Testament priests and New Testament priests uh, that we are not only a organism we're a living organism not only an organization we're a living organization as the church of Jesus Christ we must see the church as the purpose of God in the earth that God wants us to serve him in our stewardship serve him in our worship serve him in our witnessing serve him by ingesting the word of god serve him in prayer speak to him communicate him with him in prayer and doing so we will recharge the battery her service to work toward god is so essential the church's service toward god is so essential that service many times uh, in this century in this generation has always been convenient. We serve when things are convenient, but God wants us to understand Old and New Testament priests and in that, under the Levitical priesthood and the priests after the order of Melchizedek, we are challenged to give God sacrificial service. That means there should be a bite or a bend when it comes to doing the things of God. Uh, when we go home, we should, should be exhausted to some degree. When we give, it should pinch a little bit. When it's time to worship, the body will say, sit down. But you say, I must sacrifice it. The body will say, I don't feel like waving my hands. But we sacrifice it. If it comes naturally, it is not a sacrifice. God challenges his people to drag it in. Even your praise, it must be a living, squilling, sacrificial offering of praise. From the fruit of your lips. That is Old Testament and New Testament priestly service in sacrificial offering unto the Lord. It is fourfold. First of all, we present our body as a living sacrifice. If we present a dead body to the Lord, it's not sacrificial anymore. It's only when it's alive that it can become living or vital and vibrant. We present that. The Bible says in Romans 12 and 1, I urge you, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your body in view of the mercy of God, which simply means you need God's mercy working with you as you do this. This is how we begin our worship service. Worship doesn't begin with song and even practice. It begins with presenting oneself before the Lord 
glory to God, in sacrificial service. Lay it all down. Lay all of the, uh, the, the fineness, the education, the feelings, the bone, the sinew, the frame. Let me add to that, the dusty frame must be laid before the Lord. Uh, we lay the entire body down. We lay our anger down. We lay our joys down. We lay our problems down. But we also lay our aspirations down. A lot of people like to lay the burden of their problem down, but they don't want to give God their aspirations or give God their desires. Lay it before the Lord. Let him decide what way you should go and how you should function and what priorities are set in your life and how you set those priorities. What should you do first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh? The seven days in a, in a, in a week. What should you do first? What is the first priority in your life? Let God help you to set those things. And it's sacrificial because usually his ways are not like our ways. So if you can always get your way, you may not be sacrificing anything unto the Lord. We present this body a living sacrifice. Now I'm preaching solutions, not problems. So a lot, of, a lot of people are preaching solutions. You know you're going through, sometimes they don't like you. And people start getting all rared up. But I'm not dealing with the solution. You already know they don't like you. They don't care nothing about you. They were talking about you when you decided to go to church. Get over that. I'm talking about solutions. If you want to get over the hump, present this body. If you want to go to the next level in God, present this body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your, your spiritual worship. The second sacrificial offering in the New Testament is the release of praise from the fruit of your lips. The sacrifice of praise in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15. That we should bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer unto you the sacrifice of praise. Glory to God. Uh, with thanksgiving. So we want to offer the sacrifice of praise. And then the third one is the sacrifice of substance. We did that a moment ago. We give God substance. We don't give him pennies. We don't give him throwback. We give him substance. And it should be a sacrifice. In other words, after you give, like, wow. That really directed my attention back to the Lord. It wasn't a tip to God. It was a sacrificial offering. Amen. Glory to God. You can't sacrifice. You can't tip your spouse. And if you have daughters, you certainly can't tip them as well. They want the big stuff. They want the big stuff. And the young boys are getting like that too. You can't tip them. They want the best of the best. Amen. And so, and this is the culture we're living in. You can try to teach them humility and all of that. They go to a school where kids are wearing, wearing very nice outfits and they're doing some stuff. So just understand the world that you're in. You don't have to go way out, but you can't, you can't have them walking around, you know, and not know who they are. We got to invest something in them. That's how it is, you know. Men want nice things. They want a nice basketball. They want a nice video game. Men want nice video games, you know, not just the throwback stuff. Men want nice stuff, just like you do. And so we want to make sure that we are doing that. When you start talking about substance, you don't want to tip anybody. You tip waiters, but you don't tip wives. You tip waiters, you don't tip husbands, you don't do that. If you give them 20%, how are you going to turn around and give your daughter 2%? Think about where you are. 
Now, so we want to make sure that we're sacrificing substance. And then the fourth one is we must sacrifice, we must sacrifice the good works. I think I read it to you out of Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 16. We bring that sacrificial offering unto the Lord. And do not forget to do good and to share with others for this for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Thank you, Lord. We're not living in old days anymore. My mom used to always get a knock on the door sometimes. And sometimes she would go across the street and say, do you have any sugar? You know, <laughs> Just go down to the store and buy it. But she would go over across the street. Sister Mason, do you have any sugar? <laughs> People don't do that anymore. They'd be like, go get lost. <laughs> you better go to Walmart. <laughs> you better go to Walmart, buy your own sugar. <laughs> but they had it like that in our neighborhood, you know. That's how it was. That's how it was. You, could, you didn't have any sugar, you have to go to Walmart, just get a little bit, take a little bag over there, and they'll pour some in there for you. <laughs> I wouldn't trust a bag of sugar now. I don't know what's in that bag. I don't have a clue about what's in that bag. <laughs> These sacrificial offerings in the New Testament are very important. The body, the fruit of the lips, the substance, and the good works. This is where the church is. It will never escape that. Never escape it. Even stewardship within the church. How do you manage? How do you manage your money? How do you manage your life? Stewardship is not just about how you manage your money. And we believe every believer should have a budget. Every believer, every Christian in the world should have a budget. Every believer, not only the biggest house on the corner and God's going to prosper you, God's going to bless you with resources. Every believer needs a budget and how to steward what he puts in your hands. We waste way more than we should ever waste. Uh, we waste our tithe and offering and we can just budget. You'll see God showing us how we can do more for him. How do you process money? You should know at least 20 words that relates to investment, annuities. Give me another one. IRAs. Give me another one. Roth. Good. Give me another one. CDs. DVD. DVD. What about retirement accounts, right? right? What kind of investments are out there? Come on. What? Rit? Good. Jeff, you own it, right? <laughs> it's your world, right? That's good. Think about that. I want you to think about going 20 deep as it relates to that. 20 deep. If you follow this pattern, these chords, in everything you do, going deeper, 20 deep. If I said um, 20 words that relates to state government. If you, can, if you can share with me 20 words that relate to state government, you will broaden your ability to communicate about that subject. 20 words deep as it relates to business, 
You were brought. I'm talking about you knew the definition. You can use them in a sentence and you'll start picking up things when you hear people talk and you can input. What about 20 words deep as it relates to being single? What about 20 words? This is a glossary. 20 words deep about being married. What about 20 words deep as it relates to education, elementary school, middle school, and high school? What's next? College. What a, give me another one. Trade school. Grad school. You follow me? Think about if you could go 20 deep on that, how your mind would expand. Now, if I ask guys, give me 20 words about sports, they, they can jump on it. But what if you could broaden that? What about relationships? What about 20 words deep about being kind and considerate? What about 20 words deep about being a man? 20 words deep about being a woman. Amen? We got this, the, the society we're in now are, are blurring that. We have two political parties. I heard someone say this, two, but like five or eight different genders. This is the world we're living in. Do you know the names of what people, they want to actually change all of that. Where you and the person is born, you don't even give them a gender. Who's pushing this stuff? You need to at least be deep in it, at least 20 words deep, so you can speak to it intellectually. This is how we steward our lives. This is a great assignment, and I'm saying every believer should have some type of budget. Or a system where you can manage what's going in and what's going out. What's coming in and what's going out. What's coming in, what's going out. You're not supposed to speak in tongues when you overdraft. That's not how you do that. Those days are gone. Over my finances. No, watch what you spend. And what do you give your monies to? The church must revisit these things. We need to recharge, recharge your kingdom effort. Don't forget to do good, believers. Don't forget. Be mindful of doing good. Being nice. Sharing. And to share with others. And to share with others. And to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, an informative look behind the scenes at the various ministries of Truth Revealed. On this segment of Behind the Scenes, I'm going to take you into a conversation I recently had with Minister Barbette Williams, director of CED, who we affectionately call Miss Barbette. Miss Barbette, welcome to Behind the Scenes. Thank you, Frank. It's my pleasure. What is CED and what does it stand for? CED is actually the Christian Education Department here at Truth Revealed Ministries. We do affectionately term it as CED. And it is our ministry where we house children ages 2 to 12 years old. Um, what we call that is uh -huh. the first phase of their Christian education. Okay. Actually, it also houses our nursery. 
um, okay. also, which is ages six weeks to two years old. And then what we do after the child turns two years old is we transition them down here into the Christian Education Department into what we call our two-year-old classroom. And our two-year-old classroom consists of those children that are now two. Um, They're not quite ready to transition with the older children, and they have just been potty trained. So that is a prerequisite, is that they be potty trained, and then they come out of the nursery into what we call first phase of the Christian education experience. What is it exactly that you do? What I do is I oversee the curriculum, make sure that it's age appropriate, and um, it is well balanced for our children to meet their needs, both both physically, spiritually, and emotionally. As you know, we have all types of relationship, if I can put it that way, with our kids today. We have children that are ADHD, ADD, so we have to be careful that we include those children when we're thinking about their spiritual growth and development, making sure we have something that meets the need of every child. We want to make them a part of uh, their growth and development are their spiritual education. And so we have been given a great opportunity um, to feed the young minds as they're transitioning through life. Um, It's an awesome responsibility, but it's a welcoming responsibility that I don't take lightly. Um, So I oversee that. I oversee the teachers that are gonna be involved. I have two uh, prerequisites. And the first one is, is that uh, when someone inquires about becoming a teacher in Christian education, my main uh, prerequisite is you have to have a heart that beats for the Lord. Second, you have a heart that has to beat for children and have a love for children because children are very dynamic. (laughs) Exactly. They have a very dynamic. I've heard that children are bad, uh, but we don't use the term bad. We use the term blessed. They're just active and they're favored of the Lord. And so we have to deal with them accordingly. So I make sure that we have an age-appropriate curriculum that can house that. Make sure we have teachers that I feel that can integrate themselves into the ministry. And also not lord over children. Because one of the worst things, I believe, Frank, is to have an adult towering down over a two-year-old. Right. Being very stern. Well, automatically they're afraid. And so they're not going to open up and they're not going to trust you. And what we want to do back here, what I strive on is a loving, nurturing environment. If I can get sometimes just getting children, this is why VPK is so important, voluntary pre-kindergarten. Because the um, idea is that if we can get a child out of their environment for four hours a day, we can change that child and help them see something different just to get a different experience. So if I can get a child to experience Jesus Christ for two hours, Mm. that can change their life. And I often say to them, if they're in first grade, I know you don't understand what Miss Barbara is saying now, but just like you had to learn your ABCs, first of all, you learned it through song. Then you learned it through letter recognition. Then we begin to give you four letter words, and then you begin to put them in a sentence by the time you was in the first, second grade. So even though you don't understand what I'm trying to convey to you now, by the time you get in sixth grade, as you're getting ready to transition into our teen ministry, you've heard us go through this consecutively, Wednesday and Sunday. Now you have a different perspective because you learn how to put these sentences into practice. In the last few minutes that we have remaining, Tell us about what you are preparing for, because I know there's a lot of excitement in the air, a lot of energy. So 
give us some insight about what you what are you preparing? Well, what we're preparing for is our Vacation Bible School that we um, house every third Monday in July. Okay. Um, this year's dates are Monday, July 15th through Friday, July 19th. And what our Vacation Bible School um, does is it gives our children um, a week of fun, food, and fellowship as they learn more and more about their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, it's an age-appropriate week. We have curriculum that's age-appropriate for each grade level. Again, it houses um, ages 2 to 12 years old, but what we also do is we take a lot of our teenagers that has come through Vacation Bible School through the years. So once they turn 13 or 7th grade, whichever one comes first, now they have the grand opportunity of becoming a leader in Vacation Bible School. So wait a second. What you're saying is they come through the program and then they're encouraged to give back? They give back. And they absolutely love it. Um, What they think they get is the idea to feel like they are the adult. (laughs) But what they're doing is they're reaching back. Each one reach one, that mentality. They're reaching back. And they're helping those come through what they've come through with joy and excitement. They really get into it. And um, I get great pleasure in watching the ones that I've taught and the Lord has allowed me to help shape and bend. The scripture says to bend the sap while it is young and tender into the direction you want it to grow in, just like we do a plant. Um, you would see your mom and dad, if they garden, you would see this stick sitting up in a plant pot with right. some, something tied around it, helping it to grow straight and tall and not right. curve. And so that's what we want with our children. And the Bible also says to train up a child, Proverbs 22 and 6, to train up a child in the way that they should go so that when they are old, they will not depart from it. Are they going to go through some things? Absolutely. But we're going to let them have their Damascus Road experience if necessary. Because what we want is we don't want to repel them. We want them to come into what God is doing. Our um, 2019 VBS theme is called Whoosh. Whoosh. Yes, and Whoosh is take flight to where God leads you. Our children get the opportunity as Abraham did. He had to move out into a place that he didn't even know where he was going, but he had to... Uh, take the word of God, receive it, and apply it according to Hebrews 11, chapter 8. My final couple of questions are, how much does it cost? It's absolutely free. Can you believe that? Wait a second. So, you bring the kids, you drop the kids off, and you pick them up by what time? 12? After Vacation Bible School starts at 9 o'clock a.m., you can drop them off as early as 8.30 because parents have to be to work. Uh Uh, And if a child hasn't eaten, we will provide some type of breakfast nutrition. Uh, We provide a hot lunch. I'm not talking about just a school box lunch. This is prepared meals. Wait a second. So, 8.30 drop off Mm -hmm. and they get little bit of breakfast, mm-hmm. something nutritional, and then they get a hot lunch. A hot lunch. And it's free. And it's free. The only thing we require is that you purchase a t-shirt. Um, and okay. the t-shirts usually go on sale between June and July. Just uh, listen for the announcements. Uh, you can also register for Vacation Bible School online at our website, 
www.truthreveal.org. You can also come by the Christian Education Department. You can see any leader in the Christian Education Department and they will direct you to get an application and, and fill it out and we will contact you and uh, encourage you. I promise you if you bring them one time, you're going to bring them through the duration of their young life. They're going to, and then you're going to see them mature and become an avid volunteer. Thank you, Miss Barbette, for the time. You're welcome, Frank. Once again, the Vacation Bible School called Whoosh is from July 15th through the 19th on the campus of Truth Revealed International Ministries at 2838 Palm Bay Road. Miss Barbette, thank you for being on Behind the Scenes. You are so welcome, Frank. And by the way, I do want to thank my bishop, Bishop Burton Hart, uh, for seeing God in me and uh, trusting me with the children uh, that God has given into his hands so he can do the work that God has called him to do. Amen. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2484. That's reference number 2484. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. King David said this. He said, I was young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above your ability, but will with every test also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God loves you. And so do I. I want you to be encouraged. Lift up your head and let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King? He's our Lord, our Savior. He's mighty and strong, and he's mighty to fight in every battle that you're facing. Until next time, God bless you and keep you is my prayer. <laughs>